After landing a couple of big-time recruits and swiping one of BYU's most important assistants away, is it fair to say that the running Utes are back? All this and more coming up at you on Locked on Utes. You are Locked on Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hey everybody, welcome back to Locked On Utes. It's good to have you here. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I want to thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen. Again, I appreciate you. It's been a couple days. Sorry, we've had some technical glitches. I'm getting used to this whole video thing. I shouldn't be on video. That's just the, the fact of the matter, okay? I'm much more pleasing in audio form, but for those of you who are listening and watching, I, I greatly appreciate you. My name's Austin Facer, host of the show. Um, smart Alec, kind of goofball, but a big sports fan, big sports uh, uh, understander, uh, opinionated, uh, enthusiastic, funny at times. Those are uh, adjectives you could use to describe me, and I uh, appreciate you for giving me a little bit of your time today to talk some Utes. A lot going on this week. A lot happened for the University of Utah basketball team. Uh, the first thing I want to get into is the thing that I think caught the most attention on social media. Um, those of us who follow uh, Ute Twitter, whatever uh, they like to call itself, whatever they like to call itself, that was horrible English, whatever fans of Utah like to call themselves on Twitter, uh, the Chris Burgess news was undoubtedly, I think, the biggest biggest uh, attention getter this week. Uh, if you're not familiar with Chris Burgess, let me just tell you uh, why it, it it was probably such a good uh, good uh, fodder on social media. He's a former BYU assistant, now former BYU assistant. He's uh, he's been on Mark Pope's Pope, Mark Pope's staff since. Uh, Pope stays at UVU, came over with Pope when uh, he got the BYU job in 2019, uh, is considered to be an excellent recruiter. So uh, to pull off that kind of uh, a coup, I guess you could say, to to bring uh, one of BYU's most important assistants and and better recruiters into the fold up on the hill, uh, is, that's a big get for Utah. And I think that's something a lot of people are excited about. The, the fact of the matter is, you know, Utah basketball isn't that good. Um, they've got a lot of work to do. Um, year one of the Craig Smith era was a little bumpy. Um, they didn't play particularly well in conference play. Um, I believe they went 11 and 20 overall, something like that. And what's going to really save that program is going to be getting better players on the floor. And it starts with recruiting. Recruiting is the lifeblood of any college athletic program. I think any, any uh, coach or anyone who follows college athletics will tell you that to be the case. But anyway, let me just give you a little bit about, more about Chris Burgess. Although he comes uh, to the U via BYU, which makes it all the more gratifying, he does have uh, considerable Utah DNA. Uh, I don't mean just Beehive State Unit DNA. I mean University of Utah DNA. Let me just give you a quick rundown on Chris Burgess's life, where, uh, where he's been and what's gotten him to this point. He, uh, he's from Orange County, California. He went to Modern Day High School. Uh, I know Modern Day very well. I went to Santa Ana, uh, California. My mission, Modern Day is right there in the heart of Santa Ana. It does not fit uh, the neighborhood it, it sits in. Still, it's one of the best uh, high school athletics programs in the state, probably in all of the country. 
Uh, it's a hotbed for a lot of a lot of good athletes. But he only went there for one year as a freshman, then transferred to Woodbridge in Irvine. From there, he had a college recruitment that uh, caught some attention here in Utah. He was he's a member of the faith, member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. So uh, there was a point when his recruitment was between Duke and BYU. Not unlike the Jabari Parker commitment uh, uh, recruiting process, I should say. Uh, Burgess, like Parker, chose to go to Duke. And that was something that uh, BYU uh, coach, the, the coach of BYU, Roger Reed, did not respond very well to. He uh, made a public statement and essentially said that Burgess had let down uh, members of his faith. He had failed his religion. And that, in turn, was uh, something that... Did not go over well, very well with BYU administration. Uh, Reed was fired. Um, it also didn't help that Reed wasn't uh, coaching particularly well. I think BYU had a one and six record at that point. Um, so anyway, he went to Duke, uh, spent two years there, then transferred to Utah. Um, injuries kind of derailed his college career. He never really was able to get going the way that he was expected to or hoped to. Um, he tore his plantar fasciata, that's the arch in your foot, the muscle in the arch of your foot, um, on national television playing for Utah back in 2002. Uh, that essentially put the kibosh on his college career. He he played a summer league ball with the Phoenix Suns, Boston Celtics, and Washington Wizards. Never made it to the floor of an NBA regular season game. Had a pretty long uh, career overseas uh, and then came to back to the States and started on Mark Pope's staff at UVU in 2015 followed Pope over to BYU. So again, he, that's, that's a little bit about Burgess. Maybe that'll stimulate your memory. If you're a longtime fan of Utah basketball, again, this, this is a huge gap for Utah. Um, what Utah, I mean, I mean, you just watch the way Utah competed against other teams in the PAC 12, particularly the very good teams such as Arizona, the Oregon's of the world, uh, teams like that. The difference is, clear they just don't have the athleticism to compete they don't have the athleticism to to play the full 94 feet with these guys i think uh getting a guy like burgess who knows how to work the in-state recruiting um knows how to to access the lds pipeline we've seen byu have a lot of success with in-state recruiting they do really well with guys from lone peak high school Guys in that area, guys in uh, Mesa, Arizona area, Phoenix, Chandler, places like that. I think of guys like Connor Toulson, Jake Toulson, um, you know, all the guys who have made UVU and then BYU, uh, the, the programs they've been the last few years. And I'm, I'm pretty positive Burgess is a big part of that equation. And uh, I, I sh this is something interesting that I, th I think is maybe a little understated right now. Um, with all this news, uh, I wonder if this might be kind of a uh, a big uh, chess move, kind of a very strategic chess move by the whole athletic department at the University of Utah. Uh, when you consider the fact that uh, Burgess's daughter, KJ, uh, she just committed to Utah to play for Lynn Roberts on the women's basketball program. She was a, a great all-state athlete for Lone Peak. So that makes me wonder if, Maybe perhaps, you know, this was all just a very well-coordinated effort between the the men's basketball program and the women's basketball program. I think that would be kind of an interesting um, behind-the-scenes thing to investigate. 
I'm sure no one would say anything about it, but I think that's just kind of an interesting little tidbit. Uh, but again, this is something Utah fans should be really excited about. I think getting uh, people on the coaching staff who understand the landscape that Utah has to compete with in the on the recruiting trails, I think that's going to be big. Utah has to get a lot better at getting the top in-state kids every year. Uh, or they should at least be in the conversation. I don't think that's necessarily been the case for quite a while up at Utah. So this this is a big get for Utah. And as, as just continuing on that thought, recruiting is going to be really big for Utah. And they pulled in a couple of big catches yesterday. I'll tell you more about that. But first, let me, let's just take a little break. I want to tell you about Puff Bars. Puff, or, puff Bars. Uh, the, the Built Bars, but they make the ones called Puff Bars. The Puffs, right? I, these things are crazy. They're the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're flu- oh, excuse me. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite. They've got some incredible flavors. They've got a churro flavor, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. Are you kidding me? Banana cream pie. Those are probably going to be your new favorite. They're probably mine, I would say. Yeah, I would say banana cream pie is probably the one that that uh, gets my attention the most. Uh, and just so you know, these built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, including these puffs. Okay, they've got other kinds of built bars. The puff ones, I would say, are the marquee bar right now, covered in real chocolate, 100% real chocolate. How do they do it? I'll I'll tell you how they do it. Okay, at Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then they figure out how to make it healthy. I I don't know how they do it, but they do it. They pull it off every single time i want you to try some built bars go to built.com use the promo code locked 15 that's l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 i forgot how to spell for a second and get 15 percent off your order that's again use the promo code locked 15 l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 for 15 percent off at built.com so back talking about recruiting for Utah, uh, they had a couple of big signings on the same day that news broke that uh, Burgess would be would be uh, coming up from uh, on I-15 from Provo to Salt Lake City. Uh, two big signings for Utah. They've got a three-star guard from Montreal named Williams Exacte Jr. I hope that's how you say his name. I'm pretty sure it is. Both these guys have interesting names. If I say them wrong, I hope they forgive me. I love them. They're going to be fun to cheer on. I just have no idea how to say your name properly. Please forgive me. He's from Montreal. He comes to us from the uh, NBA Academy in Latin America. I don't know too much about that. I found out that that's where uh, former Arizona State star and current Oklahoma City Thunder uh, Lou Dort went there. So it tells you there's a little bit of a good pedigree there, kind of a good prep program, I would imagine. Uh, he was the big signing. He's he's one of the big signings. He's a six foot six. 220-pound athletic guard. He can play both positions, kind of a combo guard guy. Uh, Craig Smith, uh, speaking, uh, gave a quote, said he's he likes he's forceful on both sides of the ball, and he's a very effective perimeter player, which is something that Utah's going to need. I, I, hopefully he can complement their Cincinnati transfer, uh, Sanders Jr., very well. So a couple of big backcourt signings for Utah, but that's not all. They got one more. They got a four-star big man, Kiba Keita. I think that's how you say it. From Wasatch Academy, rated as the number four recruit in all of Utah. Big get, big big get. They they managed to persuade him to to put on the uh, the old crimson there, 
instead of the whatever shade of red they wear down there in UNLV. Uh, he chose Utah over the running Rebels. He'll be a running Ute instead. He's 6'9". He's 225 pounds. He is rated in the ESPN Top 100. So two really big gets. And what I really like about these two signings is it, it feels like there was a double-pronged creative strategy with getting both of these guys. And I, I think it's a strategy that Utah is going to have to master and get very, very good at. And I guess that's what mastering is. But it's something they're going to have to do to, to fill out their rosters from here on out. They're going to have to do really well in-state, which they did with Keita, who, again, if I say that wrong, I'm sorry, the number four recruit in all of Utah. Powerful big man. I saw one Twitter pro. One Twitter uh, user say he might be the uh, one of the most dominant big men in all of high school basketball across the country. That's a big statement. I don't know. I don't know enough about him to to corroborate that. But a big get for Utah. So a good in-state recruit. And then they've got to be creative out of the state. They've got to look for the diamonds in the rough, so to speak. They've got to go to these places like Montreal or the NBA Academy Latin America. You know, they've got to find these. These little, these little pockets, these little areas where there are good players, but they might not be in those natural hotbeds such as Los Angeles, New York, Miami, you know, all these very highly populated, uh, very um, well-known high school basketball kind of elite areas. So that's what I really like about these signings. I think it shows that there's a strategy in place. It shows that they can get it done. They can close deals. They can get these, these athletes you know, combining Exact Day Junior with uh, with Sanders with Sanders Junior, who comes over from Cincinnati, I think is is going to be really exciting. I think we might be looking at uh, those two guys kind of leading the new backcourt for Utah, and I, I think that's something that'll be sh uh, uh, sorely needed. And then having a a strong inside presence is also going to be big for for the Utes as well. So a lot's happening for Utah. It's it's really easy to feel excited about this. Um, you know, I, I think the program's headed in the right direction. I think it's safe to say this might be the most, um, the biggest week, I guess, in the Craig Smith era so far. I think it's certainly given the, I think there's the most optimism I've seen so far since he was hired. And again, it just, it shows they, they recognize how important recruiting is going to be to, to really save this program and give them any chance of competing because, um, they, it just, the, the way the, 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 the cupboard was a little empty, so to speak. And, uh, I think they recognize that. And I think we're going to see some, some, some good stuff up at the U. So anyway, so uh, what, let's, let's transition away from basketball. We're gonna talk a little football. Utah's got some holes to fill in the football program, especially at wide receiver. Now that Britton Covey's out of the picture, but who are some of those names you should get to know? I'll tell you that right now, but first let me just tell you again about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You'll find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Speaking of NBA playoffs, Jazz, Mavericks, it's on. Uh, I, I think I saw the Jazz are heavily favored to win that series. I'm not sure if I'm buying it quite yet. I got to read up on betonline.net, what, see what they're saying. I got to listen to David Locke on Locked on Jazz. I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll come to a consensus. Will I put money down? I don't know. We'll see. 
I don't know. I, I think whatever happens, betonline.net is definitely going to be a big part of my decision-making process. I'll tell you what I really like about betonline.net. You can just put your email in this email field right on their homepage, and they will email you insights and analysis every day right to your inbox. Again, betonline, where the game starts. Let me tell you about one more company that I'm really excited about, Intercap Lending. Intercap Lending, okay? I'm getting older. I, I, I realize I'm in kind of a palatial estate right now. These, I, I mean, I know you're looking behind me. You're wondering, how does he do it? How does a guy who's almost 30 live in a place so exquisite, so luxurious? I don't know. I just do it. I, but I think I might want to find something else. And when I do so, I'm going to give Intercap Lending a call. There's a reason that no lender helps more families in Utah with their mortgage needs. Intercap gets deals done. It's a quick and simple process. Intercap closes loans two weeks faster than the industry average. And even though fast is great, the ultimate goal is to create a stress-free home loan process. That's something I would really appreciate. And that's what Locked On's personal loan offer, Steve Carter, has delivered to hundreds of Locked On listeners so far. He's done that for David Locke himself. And let's be honest, if David can be helped by Steve. If Steve can help David on track through the entire process, he can help just about anybody. And even though Intercap is new to Locked On Utes, it's not a new dealio at all. Intercap and Steve have been assisting customers with all their mortgage needs since 1978. That's 44 years of experience. And Carter's been helping Locked On listeners with the best experience since 2018. So go ahead and give Steve a call. He's headquartered here in Utah, but he's licensed to help with all of your mortgage needs in like 40 different states. Chances are, mathematically, there's a pretty good chance he can help you out no matter where you find yourself. Again, give him a call. His direct number is 8, or excuse me, 385-800-8528. Again, that's 385-800-8528. You will not find a more responsive loan officer than Steve. His, his, uh, M M I hate letters M M especially those two. Those are hard. LS number is one nine zero four six five. For more information, give call, give Steve a call or visit intercaplending.com. So again, like I was saying, Utah's got some holes to fill at wide receiver, particularly a five foot eight sized hole, uh, left by a, a guy, you know, as Britton Covey. Yeah, he's not with the program. That might be bizarre to think about, um, especially considering he's been with the Utes since the dawn of time. Um, I'm pretty sure shortly after dinosaurs were eradicated from the earth, uh, Britton Covey uh, was uh, a member of the Utes back then. So it's very weird to think that he's not with the program anymore. And to me, it, it, I think he's going to be missed for sure. I think he he brought a certain electricity and a certain um, spark, you know, whenever he got the ball, obviously he was a terrific punt and kick returner. Um, uh, you know, he returned a punt against Oregon in the uh, game at Rice Cycle Stadium last year and then returned a kickoff for a touchdown in the Rose Bowl. A lot of exciting stuff Covey brought to the table. I thought he finished his career at Utah on a really high note. Obviously he's off to, to the NFL draft. Now we'll see where he lands. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, so it's going to be really interesting to see who fills that gap. Ultimately though, it's what you have to keep in mind is Utah's offense is going to be heavily predicated on their success, rushing the ball. That's going to be their bread and butter, uh, next year is their bread and butter last year, to be frank. 
Um, they were one of the nation's uh, leading teams in rushing yards. I think they were like in the tens or the teens. Uh, they were very high up there, uh, averaged over 200 rushing yards a game. And they've got a great uh, rushing committee coming back with uh, Mika Bernard, Tavian Thomas, obviously being the two big names. Uh, in addition, you know, I think obviously they're going to lean heavily on their tight ends as they have the last few seasons. I think this has kind of been a golden era for for tight ends at Utah over the last few years. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, Brant Keithy are, are going to be the two names to watch for sure. The Utes lost Cole Fotheringham, who uh, decided to give the NFL a shot. I, I think he has a real chance of going in the draft. So uh, I, th- I think uh, I think those two positions are obviously going to be the playmaking positions, going to be the workhorses, I guess you could call them, for the Ute offense. But, you know, to make that work, to make the rushing attack work, you really do have to have a threat on the outside. You've got to be able to stretch the field and say, hey, if you, if you cheat in on the rush, you're going you're gonna to pay for it. We're going to throw it over the top. We've got guys with speed, with length, and you've got to respect it. And I think some of those guys that you can think that you can look to and who I think will make a big impact uh, let me, let's just run through a list here. I think I think you're going to see Jalen Dixon make a big impact. I think he's going to take a very big role on the team. I think he might uh, fill a lot of those gaps left by Britton Covey. I wouldn't be surprised to see him take over the punt returning and kick returning duties. Uh, he's one of the fastest guys on the team. He might be the fastest on the team. Uh, so I I, th- I think you'll see him, you know, pop off for, for big plays. I think Solomon Enos, we've heard his name before. He scored more than a few touchdowns for the Utes. Uh, I talked uh, the other day with uh, with Cindy Robinson on Pac- Locked On Pack 12 about Makai Cope. He's a speedster out of L.A. He's 6'3", uh, was, a, was a great player uh, over there in Culver City. Only played in two games last year on special teams. I'm sure he'll take on a bigger role. And uh, the other guy I really like who uh, coincidentally is 5'8", like Britton Covey, is a guy named Ryan Peppins, who uh, was the Alabama Player of the Year uh, as named by Gatorade. He, uh, he led his 7A team down there in Alabama to multiple state championships. It was a team MVP um, last year. So so that was that was a big signing for Utah. So I, I feel like there's not any cause for concern, to tell you the truth. I think when you keep in mind, you know, that U- Utah is pretty short up at a lot of positions, if it, I mean, you know, it, I think that was kind of what made last year so exciting going into the, the 2021 season is that they were bringing back so much talent. You know, they didn't lose anybody to the NFL draft. Everybody came back, was ready for a really special year. Ultimately, that was the case. And this year, it, it really doesn't feel like there's a drop-off at all, it, it, particularly on offense. Um, you know, obviously, they're going to have to replace Nick Ford on the offensive line. Guys like Covey, um, you know, a couple of other key positions. Cole Fotheringham as well. But really, I, it feels like the the next man up are going to be more than capable. And I think a, a lot of guys who are hungry to get a, a bigger slice of the pie, so to speak, are, are really going to do well. I, another name you should think about is Devon Vele. Um, he also, you know, had some some big big moments last year. He's six five. That's that's pretty tall. So when you have like a, a good abundance of of tall, of speed, of length, of ability, of of all these kind of stuff, all this kinds of stuff, you know, I, I think um, I think you can feel really confident about where the uh, where the Utes will be at wide receiver. And hey, guy, we didn't mention Cam Rising. It's gonna be 
it's really big for, I think, the entire offensive unit that Rising's back. And, um, it, you know, having a, a, a more than competent uh, quarterback, you know, coming back into the uh, to lead the offense isn't something that has always been a luxury Utah's enjoyed. And I think that's going to be that's going to be huge for him for sure. So anyway, thanks for listening, guys. We got the NFL draft creeping up. That's on April 28th. Why don't you go ahead and make Locked On NFL Draft your second listen now? Okay, you made Locked On Utes your first. Why don't you go ahead and make Locked On NFL Draft your second? Okay, I'll tell you why. Ryan Tracy and former NFL quarterback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight, analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. Like Locked On Utes, this show is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you next time.